0: Hello, coming to you live from Minneapolis, Minnesota. Welcome to Her Next Chapter, the podcast dedicated to sharing stories from amazing women who have reinvented their careers or lives. Could be total changes, could be side hustles. I'm Stephanie Pierce, mother of three, wife of one, former corporate exec, and now I am the founder and CEO of StephPierce.com.
1: And I am Julie Burton, founder of Modern Well, a female-centered co-working space in Minneapolis, and I'm the author of The Self-Care Solution, A Modern Mother's Must-Have Guide to Health and Well-Being, and I'm a mother and a wife.
0: In each episode, Julie and I will bring you these awesome stories about the power, pain, and laughs that come from change. Are you ready for your next chapter?
1: Hello, Steph. Julie. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey. How, how are, are you? you? Are you staying warm? Well, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we have a, a, a little furnace situation um, happening at Modern Well, but we we are dealing with it. We've got the space heaters going and uh, a day in the life of, of a business owner, right? You just, you just keep on keeping on. So it's cold though, in Minnesota in, uh, in January, um, we are definitely below zero here. So if you're listening from like California or Florida or something, I mean, just try to imagine.
0: Yeah. I'm just <laughs> what, looking what at what that feels phone. like. It's seven. It's mostly sunny but it's seven.
1: Oh, it's seven. Oh, okay. It did get seven. above zero. Okay.
0: Yeah. It did um, finally. Um, but the low it this morning was minus 10. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. welcome. Welcome. To welcome. <laughs> yes. Okay. So I'm excited now today because I have the chance to say something that I haven't had a chance to say in a while. And that is um, we often have friends of ours on people that we know and so today we have a friend of Jules on. Um, Julie has a lot of friends. So I feel like I, I say this often. She's a very <laughs> popular human and popular humans um, connect and engage with other amazing and wonderful people, which I think has really been part of the joy and success of this podcast is not me and Julie, but the great people that we know. So. Who's on today, Jules? Who's
1: on today? Well, that is that's nice. I, you know, I have to say that my world and my friendship circle has literally just, I mean, the people that I have met through Modern Well, I just it's it's unbelievable. I mean, and 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 I think, you know, we've talked about this like I'm from here. Uh, you know, I'm in the Jewish community. I have four kids, you know, that all went to school. Like, I like thought I knew like most people, right. <laughs> like, I don't know. You're just kind of like, yeah, I, I'm, I'm from here. I know. Okay. I just, my whole world just absolutely opened up when, when in this last four years of, of running modern Well, cause I've met amazing people, amazing humans. And our guest today is one of them, Emily Maxson. And Emily, it's funny because I actually met Emily even before Modern Well, when a friend of mine, I think it might've been Heather Stroman, was doing a cleanse, a juice cleanse. And we were teaching at core power yoga and we were trying to be all healthy and everything. And she told me about, about this Emily max and juice cleanse. I was like, Oh, okay. I want to try it. So I met Emily that way. And I did her, I've done them a couple times. And what I was so struck with right away, um, about Emily is, that when you're on her cleanse, it's like a three-day cleanse. And she she makes all the smoothies for you and all the little snacks and everything is like put in a bag and ready for you. And you pick it, it's, it's just, and everything is, you know, delicious and you do not feel deprived. But she would write these emails every day to all the people that did the cleanses. And they were the most beautiful, like heartfelt... <laughs> Emails like I was like, oh my gosh, I, I want to do this cleanse just because I want to read these beautiful emails, and and like who is this person? And she's amazing, and just like her positivity, and like you can do this, and and what you're doing for your body, and what you're just mind, body, spirit, all these things that just really resonated with me. So that was like my introduction to Emily. Well, and
0: Amy, using my language because you said. Somebody else is gonna make it for me. Oh, oh yeah. Package it for me. Yeah. Tell me what to do. Yeah. Bring it to me, and then send me sweet notes as all uh-huh. of this is happening. Uh-huh. Say more, Emily. Must no. hear more. This seriously. Feels, okay. This feels very <laughs> Stephanie Pierce. <laughs> I'm telling you, the connection to
1: this. I was like, "This is my girl." Fast forward, she walks into the doors of Modern Well, and um, and 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 this new sort of, you know, our friendship was sparked, and and she was on a new journey. And fast forward another couple years, and now she is publishing her um, first. Of many, okay, um, it will be many cookbook, um, through publish her through our publishing company. So, she is an absolute delight. I love her story, but I actually I don't even want to tell it in her bio because, it, it, I, in this introduction, I want her to tell it. But just in terms of her relationship with food and how she became this, you know, extraordinary cook and chef, and now will be a cookbook author, um. And it, it, she turned her sort of she she kind of, she came from a place of pain with with some stomach issues, Crohn's disease, and basically healed herself with food. And she'll tell us about that. But you know, we're looking at Emily. She's smiling. We haven't let her say a word.
0: <laughs> but um, I I'll am do just... it sometimes. <laughs> we do it. But now I'm like super curious because I want to hear the story.
1: Yes, yes, yes. Okay, so I'm just honored and privileged um, and delighted to introduce our guest,
2: Emily Maxson. Welcome. Oh, thank you so much, Julie. What an introduction. It's so great to be here. So nice to meet you, Stephanie. And I just appreciate both of you and all that you're doing with this podcast. And Julie, I just love Modern Well. I'm so happy to be a part of that community, and that community is a big part of my story and how I got to this new chapter in my life. So I'm honored to be here. Thank you.
0: Thank you,
2: Emily. Before we dive into
1: into your full story, let's talk about you know we love we love our reinvention word. So, um, what? does reinvention mean to you?
2: Okay. This is a great question. Um, when I think of reinvention, um, and the reason for reinvention, I think it happens when a goal changes or you realize that what you're currently doing, isn't getting you to your goal in the way that you want it to, or you're not going to reach it. So you have to make changes change what you're doing. Um, and how you're doing it in order to achieve that goal. And so reinventing, I I think it's still taking a part of who you are and maybe some of the skills that you already have, but adding new ones to it or approaching something in a different way um, to achieve that goal. And for me, the reinventing, I don't know if you want me to just get right into it, but...
1: Go oh, after it. Yes.
2: <laughs> for me, I had to reinvent my lifestyle. I had to reinvent um, the way that I ate and the way that I was living um, in order. My goal was health. My goal was healing because I was struggling with a, a disease. So when I think of reinvention for me and part of the reinvention on my journey was changing the way I prepared food and the way that I ate and just having that realization of what a huge impact that could have on my health.
1: Okay. So, so keep going with that, Emily, can you, can you walk us through back your, you know, growing up, you're a young girl, always, always loved food, right. And always loved playing around with recipes and then, and then, yeah, walk us through your health, your health journey.
2: Yeah. When I was a little girl, I mean, even young i loved food i loved to create recipes with a um a neighbor lady was so sweet i would go to her house and she would you know i was maybe 7 years old and she would let me sit in her kitchen and create cookie recipes and do all kinds of things like that and um she was she was super uh, supportive and fun and so i just started to enjoy cooking at that age and um, my parents, we would go for special occasions to fancy restaurants. And my dad would always introduce us into to new things when I was young, like this is escargot and this is caviar. And I would try it. And I was just enamored with food. And um, a lot of my memories are all linked to food. Like somebody will talk about something and be like, oh yeah, we ate this at this restaurant and this was really good. And so food has been a big part of my life. So much so that well, I went to I went to a four year liberal arts college, and after two years there, I wasn't liking the field that I was in or feeling that it was a great fit for me. So, I went back to a career counselor and kind of dug into skills, interests, all that, and what would be a good fit for me. And culinary arts came up, and I knew I mean I loved cooking, and that was something that had interest to in me in the past, but I always pictured if you go into culinary arts, you're going to be a chef in a in a fancy restaurant and you're going to work late hours long hours and i also wanted to have a family someday and i didn't think that that would fit well and he explained to me that there's so many different things that you can do with cooking and culinary arts in the food and beverage industry so i pivoted and went to culinary school and i loved it i learned all these great techniques and delicious food and creating it and getting into that world. And then I moved on into food and beverage management, got a degree in that as well and worked in the industry for many years and then got married and started my own catering company and had some nice little clients and was enjoying that. And then one morning I woke up with excruciating abdominal pain. My husband had gone to work and then the pain had hit me and it just came out of nowhere and it was debilitating. So I called my mom. We didn't have cell phones then called my mom from the landline and she, cause my husband was on his way to work and she drove over and got me and took me to the hospital and they rushed me into the emergency room and they, they couldn't tell what was going on. So they thought, well, maybe your appendix burst. we can't find it, but I should, um, we should go in and do an appendectomy. And by the time they were talking about that, my husband had arrived and we agreed, yeah, let's just go in and get my appendix out and figured out. Well, while I was in there, they discovered it wasn't my appendix, that my intestines were diseased, part of my small and large intestine, and that they needed to remove part of that. So my 45-minute procedure turned into a four-hour surgery um, where they removed part of my intestines, did a bowel resection. So after I came out of that surgery, they explained, they sent the tissue to the pathology lab and said, you have Crohn's disease. Uh, This is a chronic disease you will have for the rest of your life. You will most likely need multiple surgeries and you will need to be on medication for the rest of your life. So that was um, a life-changing diagnosis and just a shock came out of nowhere because I had been feeling fine until that happened. So moving forward, I After being in the hospital for a few weeks, they put me on a medication and I started to feel better and I was a little nervous. I was doing a lot of research online at home back then. Like I said, we didn't have cell phones, there was no Wi-Fi, So I had to get home and get on dial up and do a little research on, (laughs) on Crohn's disease and found some you know really discouraging statistics but i i just try to be positive and move forward if fortunately i had a naturopath that i had seen in my past that i went went to visit and she was able to help me with different things like for one thing they said it could be very difficult for you to have children just because of the type of surgery i had what happened during the surgery and just the disease itself so that was pretty crushing but my a naturopath said well they part of your intestine that they removed um, absorbs these different b vitamins so if we give you these b vitamin supplements you should be able to get pregnant and carry a baby not just b vitamins some other things as well and fortunately by the grace of god i was able to get pregnant and have two daughters so i was doing using medications to manage the disease and I would take a medication for a while and I would feel good and be fine uh, for a little bit. And then it would stop working. It would just gradually, I would just start to get sick and a lot of abdominal pain, being rushed to the hospital. And they would then say, okay, this medication isn't working. Let's try the next medication. And I refer to this as the pharmaceutical ladder. There's different medications with managing diseases um, where you start with one and then move on to the next one and then the next one and the next one. So I climbed this pharmaceutical ladder for about 10 years and went through periods of time where I had some reprieve, but it was for the most part, I didn't feel that great a lot of the time. And I had that, this naturopath that I was visiting with, she had, or had had appointments with, she told me about a diet called the specific carbohydrate diet. And she said, I really think you should look at this diet. I know that it has helped a lot of people. And so I said, okay, I got the book. It's called Breaking the Vicious Cycle by Elaine Gottschall. And she explains in there the specific carbohydrate diet, where basically you starve uh, bad bacteria in your system by removing complex carbohydrates and just having monosaccharides, very simple. So you remove things like any starch, any sugar, um, anything processed. It's a very, very restrictive diet. But um, so I read the book and at the time I was actually feeling pretty good. So I was like, oh, I'm just set this aside. And I I didn't want to make all those changes. I went to culinary school. I love to eat. I love, you know, it, w- it just would be a, a big sacrifice. And I knew I had two young children, two daughters, and it's just a lot with them and thinking, how can I make this special food for me while taking care of my family as well? And so I just set it aside. And then I don't know, it was maybe six months to a year later, I wasn't feeling that great again. And I was looking at, um, another medication possibly. And then I revisited the diet. It was like, I I started to pray about what to do. And all of a sudden I was hearing from, oh, my mom said, oh, you're our old neighbor who had colitis. She did this diet and it really worked. And then hearing about from someone else who had done this diet. And then I went to see my naturopath again and she brought it up again and she hadn't brought it up in a while. So it's like, okay, I thank God you're trying to tell me something here. So I decided I'm going to do this for three months, stay on my medication, but do the diet for three months and see if I feel a difference and if I can manage it, because it's it's very restrictive. You you can't have any grains of any type, any starchy potatoes, um, any sugar. The only sweet thing you could have would be honey or fruit, so no other type of sugars or sweeteners. Basically, it was vegetables, fruit, meat, nuts and seeds, and then a homemade yogurt. You would make yogurt from scratch and and let it culture for 24 hours so that all the lactose was gone and it, it produced a lot of great bacteria that was good for your gut. So I started doing this diet I did it for three months. I started to feel good and realize that, Hey, I think I can manage doing this. It's a lot of work, but I was feeding my family the way I was eating for the most part and everybody was feeling good. So I thought, okay, I can do this. And so I went down to see my doctor at the Mayo Clinic and I told him I wanted to do this diet and I wanted to go off all my medications, not just because they weren't working hundred percent, but just, I had read all the data about these, the side effects, the chance increased uh, chances of so many different types of cancers and different things from being on these types of medications for a long period of time. And so I just, I I wanted to stop taking them and see if I could just do the diet. And he was very gracious about it. He said, um, you know, I, you and your insurance company pay me a lot of money to tell you what I know and what I've learned. And um, I I forget the statistics, but 90% of people who go off the medications relapse. And I was at the top of the rung. That was on the last medication. And they said that if you go off the medication and then you start, decide you need it and go back on it in a couple of months, it may not work for you because your body had gotten used to it. And then when you reintroduce it, I don't know what that's called, but I guess that happens. And so I still was like, okay, well, I'm going to think about this and pray about it. So I prayed about it with my husband and just decided we're going to take a leap of faith and just do this diet hundred percent, no medication and do it for um, a year and a half the theory in the book is if you follow this strict way of eating for one to two years, your intestines will heal. And then you can absorb regular food, you can start to reintroduce things. Some people stay on a diet forever. For me, I was fortunate enough that I did it for 18 months. um, And then was able to introduce foods back into my diet and tolerate them well. So through doing this, so this was 12, 13 years ago, and I did the diet for a year and a half. I've been able to reintroduce foods and I have not been in the hospital once since then. I have not had to take any medication. Emily, So, um, yeah, it worked. It worked for me. I, I found healing through food. I learned that what you eat can make a profound impact on your health. Wow.
0: That's amazing, Emily. Really
1: Thank impressive. you for sharing that. I, I mean, just jaw dropped the whole time. Like, that's amazing. I mean, just on so many levels to have. First of all, just have I have so much compassion for for what you went through, and I mean, I've had different times in my life where I've dealt with some stomach issues, and that is just no joke. And so to have endured what you endured and then to have that kind of discipline to stick to that, to, to the diet and, and heal yourself. I mean, it, it's just, it's an amazing, amazing story. And you, and to beat the odds that way,
0: like, wow. Congratulations. is a long time on a super restrictive diet. So that's awesome. I wonder, Emily. What are the things that you learned about um, food? And I'm sure there's many. But when you think about where you are today, for people who may not have stomach issues, I think you've probably learned some things that are just the general stuff that everybody should know as they think about their relationship with food or what they eat or I wonder if there's a couple of like kind of key learnings that you would say everybody needs to know or everyone needs to be thinking about, maybe particular for women as we age, if there's just some things that you've learned that we need to know.
2: Yeah, well, first of all, one of my uh, main things that I learned is just cooking, you have control over the ingredients you use, the amount of salt that you add, the type of sweetener you add, the amount of fat and what type of fat you add. So I really, I know we're also busy that we outsource cooking a lot. We just pick something up and and I know that, you know, that's a necessity a lot of times, but I feel like getting back into the kitchen and preparing our own food, is one of the best things we can do for our health. I found, I heard that, you know, food is not just like medicine, it is medicine. It has all the vitamins and nutrients and minerals that that can help us. Um, So that's one thing, just cooking, doing more cooking at home. Um, I think also just avoiding a lot of the processed foods is key. I know that they're convenient, but there's so much junk. So I had to become an avid label reader. And so reading labels of all kinds of, you know, just simple things, salad dressings, um, protein bars, anything like that. And you, it was just a, pretty much, it was a rude awakening to see the junk the chemicals, the crap that is in so much of the food that is labeled as healthy. And I think that it's important to really know um, what you're looking for and what to avoid. Like if you don't recognize an ingredient, your body's not gonna recognize that ingredient. And so label reading, I think is important just, I made a shift. I don't think, I think that there's not one size fits all other than yes, stay away from processed foods, extra sugar, um, stay away from saturate, you know, like not saturated, but like deep fried foods, things like that. Every, everything in moderation, but we need to increase, uh, vegetables and plant foods in our diet. Uh, But like I said, it's not a one size fits all this diet worked for me. It's worked for a lot of people. There's a lot of testimony out there, but there's also a lot of different dietary theories that have helped other people. We're all different, but I learned about cooking grain free. I'm not saying everybody should be grain-free or even gluten-free, but a lot of people are these days. So I learned a lot about substituting almond flour and coconut flour and different things instead of all-purpose flour, which is just a more nutrient-packed and better for us and easier on our digestive system and less inflammatory.
1: When you were going through this and you had to make that pretty drastic change. I mean, it was definitely a form of, of reinvention. You, you had to rein, I mean, food is everything, right? Like it's just the way we go through life, you know, food is a big part of that. So as you kind of reinvented, you know, the way that you ate and cooked and just kind of existed with food, what did you learn about yourself? Like during that, process of, of changed?
2: Oh, I learned that I had more self-discipline than I thought that I did that if, you know, if I had a greater purpose in it, I really could have the self-discipline that it took to do that. And I got to be really creative again. I mean, with having such a restrictive, restrictive guidelines, it really forced me to be creative. And I just sort of tapped back into that, um, wonder of food and how ingredients work together like from back when i was in culinary school and just started exploring different dietary theories and like i got into the raw food world like julie that's how i started that cleanse business Mm -hmm. was because you know 20 some years ago i was making green smoothies because they were it would fit into the guidelines and it was you know sometimes when your uh intestines are flaring or you're not feeling can't eat a salad. A salad's good for you. So you throw some spinach in your smoothie and then you can get it down easier and still get all those nutrients. So I would explore the different, different dietary theories. Like I said, the raw food world, learning how to make, I couldn't have any types of crackers or grains. So I learned how to grind seeds and nuts and dehydrate them to make crackers and, um, love those crackers that you made.
1: Oh my gosh. (laughs)
2: so good. Oh, thank you. And yeah, that's how I got into the cleanse business. I just started, you know, I realized drinking these smoothies and having these raw crackers and bars were just would make you feel good. And it's nice to take a break from heavy eating. And I uh, started doing that. I had been back at, at that point, I had added a few other things back into my diet. And uh what I learned back when I was on the strict diet and how it could help everybody. So tell us
1: how you decided to put all this knowledge, all this experience, all of your talents, uh, your culinary talents into a book that is actually going to be coming out in the
2: next month or so. Yay. Tell us about that process. Yeah. So, um, I, I had been blogging a little bit a while ago, just like a long time ago, just posting some of the recipes that I was making. And I was getting a lot of good feedback on those recipes when I was doing the diet. And I wanted to do that because when I started the diet, there weren't a lot of resources out there. So I did find a few blogs online and it was so helpful to me. So I thought I want to share with other people what I'm doing with some of these uh, recipes and stuff. And I, and I, you know, got a lot of good feedback about that. Now, at the time I was using, you know, my taking my terrible pictures and it didn't look that appetizing. It wasn't a beautiful blog or anything, but it was sharing some information. And I had done that. And then I stopped doing the cleanse business when my husband has a fireplace company, and ironically, the building burnt down had nothing to do with fireplaces. But we were going through a really stressful time, and so I stopped doing my detox and stopped doing um, any of the blogging, and was just supporting him and our family as we were kind of going through that big tragedy that happened. And after all of those things got resolved, and my girls were getting older, my daughter was getting oldest daughter was getting ready to go to college, and. I was kind of looking at, so what's next? What am I going to do next? And then I saw that this beautiful co-working space for women was opening up. And so I went in and met with you, Julie, and decided I needed to a place to work outside of the home to kind of focus on what would be next for me. And I wasn't exactly sure what it was at that point. I was entertaining a lot of different ideas. I have given like healthcare boxes of some of the healthy foods I would make to people who were struggling or sick or battling cancer, going through chemo or something like that. So I thought that was a business idea. I knew I always liked making, developing recipes. So cookbook was another idea. So while I was at Modern Well, I just started working on kind of trying to flesh out these different ideas. And I kept coming back to what I really love to do is cook and create recipes. And I felt like that that was, I I kept coming back to that. So, and I, when I cook, I make something and I never write it down typically. So I'm just like making something and I'll remake it again. And it'll be a little different. And people ask me, can I get the recipe for that? Say, well, I think so. Um, I'll just tell you, I think this is what I did. So I decided... Um, that I would make these recipes, I would write them down, I would, you know, work them out so that they were good, and then hire a professional photographer to take pictures of the recipes and put them up on a blog. And then with the goal of gathering enough to create a cookbook with. So through Modern Well, I met Baylin, who is my photographer for the cookbook, and she's fantastic. We started a working relationship, taking pictures and just sort of cataloging all these recipes for someday to put into a cookbook. And then I met Nina and I had her edit my writing of the recipes to make sure my grammar and everything was correct and punctuation and all of that. And so I just started, it, it took me a little over three years, but just creating my recipes, taking the time to redo them and writing them down so that they would be easy for people to follow, easy for people to make. And then having Baylin come over and redo photo sessions of all the food and just kept collecting them until I finally got to the point where I felt like i book. And yeah, that's how it happened. It was, it was a dream. And then fortunately I, Julie, you and Chris willing to publish it at publish her and got the ball rolling. And so now, yes, the book will come out next month. So excited. And, um, it's
1: amazing. You guys, it is absolutely amazing. Um, oh my gosh, it is beautiful. And I think, you know, as, as we wrap up, I think I would love for you to just speak on the word diet, right? It's such a restrictive kind of, you know, negative lose weight kind of word. When you see Emily's cookbook, you're like, Oh my gosh, like I want to eat everything in this cookbook and it does not feel like I will be on a diet, like a, the the icky diet kind. Like, so I think it's important, you know, for our listeners, for everybody to understand that, like Emily takes these kind of restrictions, even though that word even, you know, can have a negative connotation, but, and just makes this beautiful, delicious food that is there's nothing there's nothing like that is depriving about it so can you just as as we wrap I, I want you to really speak to that because I think it's there's a very very important distinction right diet you know celery sticks and you know like that's not what this is and that's not what she she's bringing to the world and I, I think that that's really important for people to understand.
2: Thank you for bringing that up, Julie. I don't like the word diet. I think diet has that connotation. It refers to size or weight, and this is nothing to do with size or weight. And this is just about wellness. And that's really, I don't like the word diet. I hate that it's in the program that I followed. And this cookbook A lot of the recipes are recipes that I made while I was on that strict diet, but a lot of them also have healthy ingredients brought back in that are just weren't allowed during the diet, but are very healthy for all of us to have. And I like to look at it as more crowding out. You're adding good things in. So you're kind of crowding out the unhealthy things And you don't miss them. Like there's a, I make this dairy free white chicken chili and I blend white beans. I puree them. So they're smooth and creamy and there's no dairy in the chili, which whether you have a digestive disease or not, sometimes it can be too heavy, too rich, not that great for you. And you have this creamy white chicken chili, you would not know there is not dairy in it. So it's about kind of crowding out. What can I use to replace some of those ingredients uh, like using honey or maple syrup instead of a refined sugar. Um, and you still have a sweet fluffy muffin with that's sweetened with honey and applesauce and almond flour instead of all purpose flour. And you would not know that this doesn't have those ingredients, so that that is my approach. I'm a total foodie. I love to eat. Um, you will see me at restaurants, but when I'm cooking at home, I I guess crowding out is a good way is is a good mm-hmm. way to mm-hmm. say it. I like that.
1: Well, Emily, thank you. Congratulations on so many things, and just being a warrior and and a champion of of health and healing, and for sharing your, just all your gifts, um, and your, your beauty in the culinary world with, with so many, I'm so, so excited, um, to get this book out and into people's hands. So everybody can enjoy all the, all the delicious recipes and where, where can people find you, Emily?
2: com or my Instagram at Emily's Fresh Kitchen. Those would be the two places they could find me.
0: Thank you so much, Emily. It was so great to meet you, Jules. Good to see you as always. As Listeners, always, thank you so much for for coming in and hanging out with us, and we will see you soon. Thanks for listening to another episode of hernextchapter.co. You can follow us on Instagram at hernext.chapter. And you can find all of our lovely, fun, fabulous podcasts on all those places where podcasts can be found. Please follow us and give us five stars. We'd be so delighted and tickled. And we hope that you're enjoying your time with us. Last but not least, hernextchapter.co. You can check us out there as well. See you next week.